0: I got a question from a YouTube subscriber who asks, David, when you were a business broker, why did you never take advantage of a great company and hire an operator to manage the company and receive residual income? Well, I kind of did. Let me tell you the story. Hey there, it's uh, David Barnett from davidcbarnett.com, the blog site, YouTube channel, iTunes podcast, where I talk about buying, selling, managing, financing, small and medium-sized businesses, and basically... Any other questions that people want to send in? Uh, this week I got a great question. It was a multi-part question. I'm just gonna do this one piece from a viewer on YouTube who, who kind of laid out a few questions there for me. And it said basically, if you had all these people, you know, wanting to sell their business coming to see you, why didn't you buy one and put a manager in place? And you know, it's 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 a really great question, but I can tell it's likely a question from someone who who doesn't have a lot of experience in managing a small business. So let let me give you a little bit of insight. Um, Because I work in the world of small businesses and I know all kinds of people who own them, I continuously hear the stories of what it's really like to own one of these businesses. And it doesn't matter how great the management is that you're able to hire because there's a limit to how great the management is that you're able to hire. Let me give you an example. In my town here, there's a Coca-Cola bottling plant, okay? So Coca-Cola is a big company, and that plant obviously is not being managed by an owner because the owners are the shareholders. They're all over the place, right? So they found someone to manage that plant. Now, let's think about that guy and and I don't know who it is, but or maybe it's a lady. Um, they're probably somebody with a lot of experience, education. They've been with the company for a long time. maybe they've worked in different plants. They are committed to a long-term relationship with that company and they probably earn a really good salary, right? I mean, managing a bottling plant for Coca-Cola is probably, you know, well, I think it would obviously be over $100,000 a year in in income for that person. And so that person is building a life vision for themselves based on the idea that they're a plant manager for Coca-Cola and they're vested in the, you know, retirement plan and all that kind of stuff so that is a winning person with a vested interest in the long-term success of the company and they're going to put in the extra mile because they have equity in their career okay so they a lot of these professional type people and and I used to work in big businesses so I, I know a lot of these people they treat their their job as something a little bit different than a job they call it a career because they believe that it has some of the same kinds of properties as business ownership. That if they take care of their career, their career will take care of them, et cetera, et cetera. And I know this channel is filled with people who've been through that and know that it's all, you know, an illusion. We're not going to go there right now. But now let's look at small businesses. So small businesses typically um, don't have the same kind of resources to hire that same kind of manager. And People who work in small businesses may really enjoy it. They like their job, et cetera, but they know that the long-term future of the small business is not the same as the long-term future of Coca-Cola, right? And so it's more difficult to get long-term deep buy-in from an employee in a small business. And because small businesses typically don't have the same resources, like I know many small business owners who have managers... Um, and they pay those managers like 40 grand, 45 grand, 50 grand, decent wages, but you're not going to get the same kind of person that's managing the Coca-Cola plant for 40 or 45 grand. You're just not. And so even though they have these managers who are taking care of the day to day things, the business owners are still involved on a regular basis. I know one guy in particular who owns a restaurant, he's got a manager. He still spends five to six hours a week at the location, reviewing documentation, reviewing numbers, et cetera, even though he doesn't serve a single customer and he doesn't talk largely to anyone other than the manager and a couple of other key people who do things like count inventory for him. So it's, it's difficult to buy a business and just say, hey, I'm going to put a manager in here and I'm going to run it from home. It's hard in a small business world. So. That being said, let me tell you the story of the time that I actually did do this, because I know you want to hear the story. So one day when I had my business brokerage office, a lady came in and she had decided that she was sick and tired of her business and she just wanted out. And I started to look at her financials and I started to talk with her about her business. And I knew that it was something that I wanted to buy. And I knew that it was something that I had a manager already lined up for. Okay, And so that raised an ethical question if i take on this client if i take on this business owner as a client then i'm entangled in all kinds of fiduciary duties and responsibilities to the client so i can't you know present myself as someone who's going to help them sell the business and then turn around and take all of that information and knowledge and as well as my you know expert status and use all of that to negotiate against them to get the best price for the business right It just isn't something that I would do. It wouldn't sit well on my conscience. So in the moment I realized that it was something that I would want to buy, I actually said to her, I think that this might be the right business for my wife and I. And I was married at the time. And so I said, you know, would you like me to take a look at these numbers and bring you an offer? And if you and I can't make a deal, then I can still we can then look at moving forward with me trying to help you sell it to somebody else would you like to do that and she agreed and so she left her financials and things with me and i went home to talk with the manager i was going to put in place who of course was my wife at the time and she was not happy in her role she was a supervisor in a in a customer contact environment and and complained to me all the time about how she was dealing with the employees there and how they all seemed to be acting like they were still in high school and stuff. So she wanted out of that environment. I thought this was a good business, and I knew that she had the aptitude and skills to manage it properly. So I went home, talked with her about it, and she was interested. And so what happened was my wife bought this little business, and I helped her we took it over and the whole idea is if you've seen the video about my life as a business broker you know one of the challenges of being a business broker is the the up and down and up and down of cash flow and so what this business had is it had a slight seasonality to it there were about two or three months of the year that were slower than the rest but in general it was a pretty even cash flow in this little business and for the most part my my wife was going to be able to run it by herself with some help at different times a year And so we bought the business and it worked pretty well. You know what though? Even though the person managing the business was my wife, I still wasn't able to get myself out of it. So I still had to spend time there every week. So I used to have to go there and cover the shop when she had things like doctor's appointments because for the most part, it was a one person operation. I had to go there and do the bookkeeping because she didn't want to and didn't have the knowledge and skills to do it properly. And I knew that if the books got mixed up, up, I was the one who was going to have to sort them out. So I became a bookkeeper as well. And so even though it was supposed to be an acquisition, as the questioner says, to create passive cash flow, it wasn't passive. I was still involved there. And at the end of the day, of course, the cash flow wasn't really mine. It It was my wife's and then later when our marriage broke down and it was decided that we were going to split up one of the issues was that i had put money into this business and she knew that she was going to have trouble running the business without my support and so it was decided that before we could split up and get divorced we'd have to sell the business and so that became part of our marriage dissolution plan as step one sell the business so that i could get my money back out and she would have a lump sum of money that would help set her up in order for her to go and get a job somewhere. So, great question. It allows us a little bit of insight into some of the realities of these small businesses. Most of the time when we're talking about a small and medium-sized business, ownership and management are the same and for very good reason. You need to have your hands on things. And there's another video that I had produced before where somebody had asked me, why don't owners simply hire managers when they wanna retire? It's exactly the same thing. They, they could do it, but they still wouldn't really get away. They would still be involved at some level all the time. Anyway, if you're interested in buying a business, then you should head over to businessbuyeradvantage.com and sign up for my online course. It's nine and a half hours of video instruction, teaches you all about how to buy a business it's the least expensive way to spend nine and a half hours with me. And what makes it better than a live presentation, of course, is you can keep going back and you can replay things. And as you're going through the investigation of a business that you find, you can keep replaying the modules and, and refresh your mind about what's going on at each stage. Thanks for joining me. It's oh, It's been a blast. As always, we'll talk to you soon.